for joining us this Thursday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And what a day it has been. Today I had a, a conference to attend this morning and I got to meet uh, a Christian artist or author by the name of Josh McDowell. And it was interesting to hear him talk about the Word of God and talk about the truth of God. But it was it was good to be there. It was good to experience that. And among other Christians. But today I want to talk to us a little bit about God seeks those who follow him faithfully. And you know, this is something that we are called to do is to follow him faithfully. And you know, sometimes it's tough for us to, to do what the Lord calls us to do. And sometimes he may change direction on us and we still need to continue following him. You know, it's prone for us in our humanity to want to do our own will in our own way. You know, sometimes we want to seek the answer or we want to make things happen. And you know, the Bible tells us we need to submit ourselves under the authority of the Lord. So today's message is called God Seeks Those Who Follow Him Faithfully. And it comes from Luke chapter 9, verses 43b, the second half of the verse, and Luke chapter through Luke chapter 10, verse 7. And we want to break it down. We see here Jesus talks about his death. Uh, in verse 1, while everyone was wondering about all that Jesus did, he said to his father, followers, Do not forget that I tell you now, the Son of Man will be handed over to the people. But the followers did not understand what Jesus was saying. What was the meaning behind this? But it tells us the meaning was hidden from them, so they could not understand. They weren't sure what he was saying, but they were afraid to ask Jesus about it. And Jesus knew. The second part says, who is the greatest? Jesus' followers began to argue among themselves which one of them was the greatest. Jesus knew what they were thinking. So he took a little child and stood by the child and he said, Whoever accepts this little child in my name accepts me, and whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me, because whoever is the least among you is already the greatest. Such powerful and vivid words. Anyone not against us is for us. John answered, Master, we saw someone using your name to force demons out of people. We told him to stop because he did not belong to our group. But Jesus said to him, Don't stop him, because whoever is not against you is for you. We see where the town rejected him. It says, When the time came near for Jesus to depart, he was determined to go to Jerusalem. He sent some men ahead of him who went into the town of Samaria to make everything ready for him. But the people there would not welcome him because he was set on going to Jerusalem. When James and John and the followers of Jesus saw this, they said, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven and destroy these people? But Jesus turned and scolded them. They went another to another town another way. And following Jesus, the latter part of of the verse it says as they were going along the road someone said to jesus 
I will follow you any place you go. And Jesus said to them, The foxes have holes to live in, and the birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. Jesus said to another man, Follow me. But he said, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Let the people who are dead bury their own dead. You must go and tell about the kingdom of God. Another man said, I will follow you, Lord. But first let me go and say goodbye to my family. And Jesus said, Anyone who begins to plow a field but keeps looking back is of no use to the kingdom of God. And we see in chapter 10 of Luke, it says, verse 1, Jesus sends out the 72. After this, the Lord chose 72 others and sent them out in pairs of two. Pairs meaning two. Ahead of him into every town and every place where he planned to go. He said to them, There is, great, there is a great many people to harvest, but there are only a few workers. So pray to God, whose own harvest, that he will send more workers to help gather the harvest in. Go now and listen. I am sending you out like sheep among the wolves. Do not carry a purse, a bag, or sandals, and don't waste time talking to people on the road. Before you go into the house, say, Peace be with this house. If peaceful people live there, your blessing of peace will stay with them. But if not, then your blessing will come back to you. Stay in a peaceful house, eating and drinking what the people there give you. A worker should be given his pay. Don't move from house to house. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, such a powerful scripture we read in chapter 9 and part of chapter 10 of Luke's Gospel. We thank you, Lord, for the fact that you seek those who want those who follow you faithfully. Lord, the road is sometimes less traveled. There are many, many people on the highway to hell. But Lord, there's still hope in this world today. There's still hope for people to know you as their personal Savior. Lord, we thank you for those early disciples that you sent out. We thank you, Lord, for the fact that you don't give up on us even today. But Lord, the harvest field is ripe. It's ready. But the workers are few. And we ask, Lord, that you will send harvest workers into the field. You will continue to call people those that will preach the word, those that will teach the word, those that will live and follow the word. So, Lord, we ask you be with this podcast. We ask your blessing upon it today. Amen, amen. So, as we talked about, Jesus talks about his death in verses uh, 43b all the way to 45. We see there that Jesus told them the Son of Man will be handed over to the people. He was telling them, prophesying the future, what was going to happen. But the followers did not understand what he, what he was saying. They were dumbfounded. Many of them were afraid to ask Jesus what he was saying. Why should we be afraid to ask him? 
If we don't understand, we can ask the Holy Spirit's leading. If we read scripture, we don't understand it. We can ask God for understanding. Are we going to ever understand everything? Pastors don't understand everything. There's some things we don't know. There's some things we seek the Lord's guidance to understand, to define it. But Jesus was telling he was going to die. He was foretelling that in Luke's Gospel, chapter 9. We see the disciples arguing among themselves who is the greatest. And Jesus talks, tells a story about this little child. He said, if you accept this little child in my name, and whoever accepts me, accepts the one who sent me, because whoever is the least among you is already really the greatest. He asks us to humble ourselves as a child, to come to him as a child, to accept him. Says anyone not against us is for us. And you know, we see John talking about, he's saying to Jesus, he said, someone was using your name to force demons out of, out of people. But they rebuked him. They told him to stop because he does not belong to their group. You know, they thought they were the only ones that God called. But Jesus talked to many people along the way. Many people were forgiven, and he told them, go and tell people. You know, this story, this individual was casting out demons. But he said, don't stop him, because whoever is not against you is for you. You know, sometimes we think because people don't belong to our denomination, or that denomination, or this denomination, then they're not a Christian. Nowhere in Scripture does it say that, this, that you have to belong to this particular church or this particular denomination. We've somehow got caught up in that. But the Scripture says here that whoever is not against you is for you. We should come together. We put our denominational barriers up and we, we forget about our brothers and sisters from other churches and other denominations. Sometimes we need to take down those walls and we need to work together for the greater good. It's not whether you're Baptist or Nazarene or Methodist, Presbyterian, Anglican, whatever. If you're a Christian and you're called by God and you're living right, then it should not make a difference. We should work together for the greater good. It talks about this town where he was, uh, he was on his way to Jerusalem. But he wanted to go through the town in Samaria. And he sent people ahead, and they did not want Jesus there. They didn't welcome him. But they were going to call down fire from heaven. They were going to have these people destroyed. But what did Jesus say? Jesus turned and he scolded them. Sometimes we think we have vengeance. We're the ones need to call down the fire from heaven. But the writer tells us here that he says, we can go another way. He rebuked them. He scolded them. 
The scripture goes on and tells us about following Jesus is what it's all about. God seeks those who follow him faithfully, not half-heartedly. Faithfully, 100%. If we're a Christian, that's what we should be doing. It says, as long as they were going along the road, someone said to Jesus, I will follow you any place you go. And Jesus said to them, The foxes have holes to live in, and the birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to rest his head. In verse 59 of Luke chapter 9, he says, Jesus said to another man, Follow me. But the man had an excuse. He says, Let me go and bury my father. And Jesus gave this response. He said, Let the people who are dead bury their own dead. You must go and tell about the kingdom of God. He was giving a command there. We don't know this man's name and we don't know the bigger picture, but we do see just a glimpse. So Jesus told him, he said, let the, let the people who are dead bury their own dead. So we know, we don't know this person and we don't know the life of him. But based on that, he was probably not a follower of Jesus. But Jesus was calling this man. Another man said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go and say goodbye to my family. Sometimes God calls us and, you know, uh, sometimes we need to go when he calls us. Think about the disciples, how he called each and every one of them. They left their fishing vessels. They left their nets behind. Instead of fishing for fish, they were fishing for men. Jesus said, I call you to be fishers of men. They didn't question. But we see these people questioning. We see Jesus says, anyone who begins to plow a field but keeps looking back is of no use of the kingdom of God. And we wonder about that. What is that saying? But we think of the farming terms he's using, plowing a field. You need to keep looking forward to keep the line straight, the furrows as you keep going. Because if you look back, what happens? You won't be in a straight line. You'll veer off course. There's so many people that start out on the right track. But then they keep wanting to look back at the old life. Instead of staying, be focused on the kingdom of God. Focused on Jesus. Focused on the mission of following Jesus. It says they're no use of the kingdom of God because they're not, they're not, being fruitful. They're not um, doing what they're called to do. They're doing things half-heartedly. But we see here Jesus sends out 72. We see these 72, he sent, out, he sent them out in pairs. You know, someone says when you go visit, you should always go in two. Scripture talks about two are better than one. There's a great many harvests today, just as the scripture in Luke chapter 10 tells us in verse 2. There's a great many people to harvest, but the workers are few. So he said we should pray to the Lord God who owns the harvest. God is the one that's giving us the harvest. He's 
softening people's hearts and minds. People are hearing the word of God and they're responding. But there needs to be workers there. So it says, pray to God who owns the harvest that he will send more workers to help gather his harvest. So it's telling us today that God will provide the workers, but we need to be following Jesus. And we need to pray to the Lord of harvest. It says, go now and listen. I'm sending you out like sheep among the wolves. Sometimes it feels like that when people don't accept the gospel or they reject it. Sometimes you'll be beaten. Sometimes you might even lose your life. We think of sheep and wolves. You know, it gives a vivid picture. You know, wolves will attack sheep. It says here, do not carry a purse, a, a bag or sandals, and don't waste time talking to people on the road. You know, sometimes talking to people, uh, it takes up time, it takes up energy. And you know, sometimes it's good to start conversation, but you know, it's, it's better to, to uh, not waste time. Time is of the essence. Doesn't mean we can't talk to people and we can't talk about things, but if we spend so much time talking about things that are not about the kingdom of heaven, Sure, we can live life. I mean, we, you know, I talked about holier than thou. You know, we can say all the right words, but if it's not in our heart and in our minds, then they're just words. Think about it today. He tells us don't waste time with people along, on the road. Before you go into a house, say, peace be with this house. If peaceful people live there, your blessing of peace will stay with them. But if not, then your blessing will come back to you. Stay in a peaceful house, eating and drinking what the people there give you. A worker should be given his pay. Do not move from house to house. So he's telling them, you know, when they went, they would be provided for. You know, I can tell you more, many, many times where God has provided things and God has provided uh, food and money and God has provided um, a car and those kinds of things at the particular time. God is blessed. It's not about possessions, but God does bless those who are faithful. But we're called to be, to meet people of peace. People offer you a meal. You know, I used to go visit uh, in, when I was in Kentucky and we would visit homes and sometimes you would get to the first house and they'd have cake or coffee and tea and then by the time you know it they've already got it's lunchtime and they're, they're wanting to provide lunch. That's the host that's the host providing that's a house of peace. Stay in peace sometimes people provide housing. You know, I think of many, many times when you travel on the road and people provide, you know, a place to stay. One, it helps save money, and two, it, it allows us to, to interact with people, to get to know them, to pray for them. We're there to encourage one another. It's not about possessions, and don't get me wrong, 
God does provide what we need to get the mission done, the calling. Just like he told them, don't take a purse or bag or sandals. And don't waste time. Time is of the essence. So God seeks those who follow him faithfully. We are called. We're reminded of his death. We're reminded that the least among us is really the greatest. We were we reminded about denominations. I really believe that scripture there, John, when he said, uh, you know, about this individual uh, casting out demons out of people using Jesus' name. John was complaining to Jesus about it. But what did Jesus say? Do not stop him, because whoever is not against you is for you. We have to put down the denominational barriers. When we get to heaven, there's not going to be a section for each individual group, the Baptists, the Methodists, the Nazarenes, the Presbyterians, the Catholics, whoever. We're all going to be Christians. It shouldn't matter. God calls you, doesn't matter what denomination you're from. The key is, are we a follower of Christ faithfully today? You know, sometimes there's going to be people that will reject the word. I've been in places where people don't want to hear it. And that's okay. Scripture tells us we just go on to the next town. Or to the next group of people. We don't want to waste time. As I said, time is of the essence. And we are to follow the Lord. When the Lord calls, we, we should be ready to answer. You know, the Lord, when he opened the door to go to the mission field, it was, it was a wide open door. And the door opened wide. And, and you know, when he called, I was kind of hesitant at first. But then I prayed about it and the Lord gave me peace of mind. He gave my family peace of mind. And we made that move. That took selling everything that we had all our possessions. But you know, when God calls, He won't leave us empty-handed. God always gives us what we need at the time that we need it. If He calls you, He will provide. Is the way always going to be easy? No, it's not. Has it always been easy for me? No. But the Bible tells us here, anyone who begins to plow a field must keep looking forward, not backwards. You know, as human beings, we are prone to look back, to reflect. But we have to be careful when we look back sometimes. Memories are fine. But when we look back to what we had, to what we have now, then we begin to, we're no use of the kingdom of God because then our focus becomes clouded. We begin to steer off the beaten path, just like this person plowing the field. By looking back, they're starting to veer to the right or to the left. They're no longer going straight. 
But we see Jesus sends out 72 people in, in, in pairs. Two people. Think about that today. What a great mission of sending. The workers are few even today. We need to pray like we've never prayed before to God. He owns the harvest that's out there. There are many, many people waiting to hear the word of God. There are many, many people that hear the word of God but just need encouragement. We don't force people to accept the Lord. We give the word of God and let the Holy Spirit do the, do the task of working. We can't make people become Christians. We can't intimidate people to become Christians. It's not what the church was called to do. We are give, give the message of hope, the hope of the risen Savior, the hope of eternity. The word is true today. I heard Josh McDowell say today, he said, in the meeting, he said, um, he said, the words may change, but the truth of God never changes. So no matter what translation of the Bible you use, it's still the same truth. So we're reminded today to be followers of Christ and follow him faithfully. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for this message on this Thursday afternoon. We thank you for the meeting this morning, the encouragement from Josh McDowell. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to meet him. We thank you for the opportunity to share with him and to have him share with us. Lord, we ask that you be with him as he travels, him and his wife, and they visit other, other ports of call, that you will keep them safe. We pray, Lord, for the harvest field. The workers are few. We pray, Lord, that you will raise up leaders that will follow you, just like you called these men. They said, I will follow you and go any place that you go or any place that you call. Lord, you brought us all the way around the world. And Lord, the future, we're not sure what you'd have, but we know, Lord, that you will open the door and that we will follow you. Lord, we thank you for allowing us the opportunity to be in the harvest field, to be one of those workers. We pray for others that will answer the call to follow you. Lord, we know that we are going into a world like sheep among the wolves. Lord, all we have to do is look around. The world is, is so violent at times. People are angry. People are upset. People are frustrated. People are depressed. Lord, this is not what you wanted your people to have. So, Lord, we just pray for restoration we pray for your hand of mercy upon those that have stepped away. Those are like this person plowing a field, but they keep looking back. They keep wishing for what they had before, the old life. Lord, we pray that they will look forward to you. They will come back to you as we talked in, 
and Joel, they would return to right relationship with you. It's easy, it's simple. Forgive. Confess, you'll forgive. You cast it in the sea of forgetfulness and they walk in the newness of life. Today you are calling many people into ministry. It's not about making money. It's not about possessions. It's not about having a fancy car or a big luxury house. You will give what we need to get the mission done. You will give what we need to meet our needs each and every day. Lord, we can thank you for that, how you've provided for us and how you continue to provide whether it be a meal or a word of encouragement or someone praying for us, all of these things are example of following you. So Lord, we, we pray for those that don't know you as their personal savior, that today can be that day. We pray for that unmerited favor, God's grace, that is sufficient to cover a multitude of sins. Lord, you might, there may be people today saying, I'm too sinful, or God can't forgive me of this or for that. I'm here to tell you, if God can forgive a thief on the cross, and to tell him, today you are with me in paradise. And we think of many, many people, people that were possessed, and the Lord freed them. And he said, go and tell them what the Lord has done. You can heal people in, in your name. People are healed. So Lord, we just want to thank you for the opportunity for this podcast that we can come to you and we can talk to you and we can pray. We thank you, Lord, that you remind us of who we are in you. How we have to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God. Lord, you tell us to be the least among you, among the among them, because the least among them are the greatest. He who is last is first, and he who is first is last. It's amazing. The scripture is is so clear. We thank you for what you did on the cross. We thank you for John three sixteen, as in Luke nine, where you foretold the Son of Man will be handed over to the people. He was telling them you were going to die, and they couldn't understand that. But in John 3.16, we're reminded, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the hope we have today. We have a hope in Jesus Christ's sacrifice, the hope in the cross, the hope in the resurrection, the hope in the name of Jesus Christ. So help us to be followers and be faithful to you. So Lord, we want to thank you and praise you for all that you do, all the harvest workers, the workers that will go into the harvest field, those that will be like sheep among wolves, those that will face uncertainty. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. 
that are suffering under persecution for their belief in you. Lord, we pray for your hand of mercy for them. We pray, Lord, for freedom. We pray, Lord, for the nations where your word is underground. We pray for the body of believers in those countries, those that follow you faithfully, even in times of persecution, even in times of war. Lord, we, we can hardly fathom what that's like. But Lord, we want to thank you and praise you for all that you're doing, all that you will do, and all that the future holds. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on this Thursday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug Solomon. And we look forward to joining you on Friday with a new message of hope and encouragement. God bless. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.